For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington. Online at MosesMeansMore.com and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're joined by Chris Lambert and Barry Burgess from the accounting firm Suttle & Stallnacker. Suttle & Stallnacker recently merged with the Huntington-based accounting firm Somerville & Company. We're going to discuss the process of the merger, the reasons behind it, discussing the move with current staff and clients, some of the challenges, and more. Let's get in your business. Let's, let's go ahead and get started by both introducing yourself so we can put a voice to the name and uh, you know some background information on your respective firms. Chris, you go first. Okay, uh, I'm Chris Lambert. I'm an audit partner at Suttle & Stoniker. Been there about 15 years. Uh, came to Huntington to, uh, to help with this transition. Sure. Barry, go ahead. Yeah, Barry Burgess. I'm a member with Suttle & Stoniker. Prior to the merger, I was managing partner with Somerville & Company. I'm a Marshall graduate, mostly practicing in the area of taxation, and I've been in Huntington all of my life. Today we want to talk about mergers and, and um, all the ins and outs of it. Let's let's talk about what was the primary motivation, you know, for 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 Chris for you all to kind of come into Huntington. How did all this come to be? Well, we we are a West Virginia firm helping West Virginia businesses. Uh, we had three other offices. Uh, we wanted to be in Huntington for a couple of reasons. One, Huntington's probably the second largest city in the, in the state. And it's also so close to Marshall University. And the hardest thing for us to acquire right now is talent. And to be close to a university with, that's producing talent, uh, a chance to intern those kids while they're going to school, that was probably the most important thing. So that makes sense. I wanted to go, so, so you were like, hey, we can open up a new office or we can talk to another office that's already there. I mean. Right. Uh, That's correct. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's hard to start an office from scratch. Um, you 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 just the clients and the and the people getting to know you in the town and all those things. So it's much easier if you can find someone who would want to merge in. Yeah. We did that in Parkersburg. We did that in Morgantown. It allowed us to be close to WU. Acquire those you know kids That's and right. talent. Sure. And you know we're hoping to duplicate that here in Huntington. So how did those conversations start with Somerville? Like how did you did you did you look at other firms in Huntington? Uh, did you have a relationship already with with Barry and and, and the partners at Somerville? Well, um, one of our partners, Wally Suttle, knew Barry and, and reached out. I mean, we we looked at the the firms that were in Huntington, and we talked to Barry and uh, and, th- and they had a conversation. And it, you know, Barry can probably fill you in on how that conversation went. Go ahead, Barry. Yeah, yeah well, we uh, we're a local firm, so we really weren't looking to merge, but. Uh, in the accounting industry, mergers are not uncommon. Sure. For the reasons Chris alluded to, uh, retaining and recruiting staff, technology issues, etc. So uh, Wally called me a year ago, August, have been August of 22. Okay. And just said that uh, Sullivan Stoniker was looking to expand into the Huntington market. Uh, they felt like they said, well, he said the best way to enter a market is to merge in a firm who's already there, as Chris said, because we're already connected, have a culture, a history. A lot of relationships. He said, "Are you interested in talking to us?" And I said, "Absolutely." Okay. 
So we began a conversation and started talking about uh, the cultures of the firms and how this would work. And uh, over a period of uh, about nine to ten months, we worked through the details. And, uh, and it wasn't my decision. It was our, our partner group's decision. And was, was it a vote? It was, a you know, vote. it was unanimous, right. unanimous vote. And, of course, with a merger, I think our operating agreement required a unanimous vote, I believe, as well as, as subtle. Yeah, so, it does. Uh, so we started you know, putting pieces together, put the transaction together, and uh, it became effective uh, August 1st, 2023. So, so how did you identify that it was, was you mentioned like culture, um, how did you identify that it was a right fit for, for Somerville? Well, first of all, uh, Jack Suttle, who was the, one of the founding members of Suttle and Stoniker, I knew uh, we served together on the West Virginia Society Board of Accountancy, or excuse me, West Virginia Society of CPAs, board of directors and he was a stellar of a man i had a lot of respect for him i knew of wally and subtle and stoniker just because in west virginia it's a small state you cross paths with with other firms uh, i've been leading somerville as managing partner since 2015 and our focus has been on our people our clients and our community and one of the first things that was said to me by Sutton Stoniker was, well, our focus is on our people, <laughs> our clients, and our community. And that was almost like love at first sight, if you sure. want to call it that. And so uh, that made me feel really comfortable. We've had other, I won't call them opportunities, but other discussions over the years sure. about mergers, us acquiring smaller firms or us merging with larger right. firms. And uh, they didn't feel right. So it's one of some similar to dating, I think. You right. know, you, there has to be an attraction. There has to be common interests and it just has to feel right and this did so you said uh 2022 august of, of 2022 in you mentioned nine or ten months later so what what was happening during those nine or ten month period before it was finalized yeah we were looking at um their clients or their list and their how things worked there you know agreements um just getting a feel for you know if we do this how's it all going to work together how are how will the people and the clients react to it? How right. will our staffs react to it and uh, those things? So, you know, there's a lot of agreements, obviously. You're, you're, you're basically selling your business sure. um, in a way. So, you know, we, they had to make sure they were comfortable with that and, and got, the, got the price they wanted to get for that and, and those type of things. So those were kind of the behind the scenes. And it, it could have went faster, sure. Okay. Um, you know, uh, to it, me, nine ten months sounds fast. I'll be honest. I mean, well, <laughs> when you're an accountant, there's always a deadline. Okay. So you know, well, okay, we, we we got to this point, and now it's tax time, or now it's tax season. That's right. And so then we would get busy with t- taking care of our clients, of course, and we'd kind of put this on the back burner. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. You, you mentioned you know communication um, is is huge. There's a lot of different people that we do have to communicate with on this. So let's start with our with our staffs. Let's talk about that. So everybody agrees to it. Both both Subtle Somerville partners say we want to do this. How do those conversations go with with your staff? What kind of questions, what kind of concerns do they have at Somerville about all this? Yeah, well, once we had decided to move forward with it and we had a letter of understanding, um, we had a staff meeting at Somerville, and I basically told the staff that the partners had decided to to merge with Sutherland Stoniker. And then I had prepared a PowerPoint presentation of laying out 
you know, how an accounting firm operates, why why we would merge, why we think Suttle and Stoniker is a good fit, how this is beneficial to the employees, and basically try to sit down and counsel them on this is a good deal, and we're not doing it for Barry Burgess, we're not doing it for the partners, we're doing it for everybody, our people, our st- our, our people, sure. our clients, and our community. And uh, to be honest, there was a shock factor. Of course, Summer, there is. Summerlin Company's ninety-one years old wow. at that time. Okay, so uh, there were people who I think didn't feel like uh, they didn't see this coming or had no idea, which means we kept it very confident. I was going to ask, was there any uh, buzz? But it sounds like there wasn't. Not at that point, right? Uh, so, uh, but then Suttle and Stoniker sent their leadership team down right. subsequent to that and met with our staff. And I think that was a really solid move in making our people feel comfortable with the transaction. When you mentioned like the, the, the shock, I mean, what, what were the questions? Uh, well, they didn't really have any questions okay. because I answered all those through the PowerPoint. I think they were just came into the meeting expecting it to be a normal monthly staff meeting and uh, it, it kind of surprised them. What about your team? So, I mean, our team, has been through this before. I was gonna, okay. So when you, when you did Parkersburg and you did Morgantown, yeah. Right. So so a lot of them have been through it. Um, they know that, and and we've done several other smaller ones where we've just merged smaller firms right into our Charleston office. Right. So we've done you know a half dozen of those over the last decade or so. So they they weren't completely shocked by yeah. that news. Um, and it makes sense, right, for them to to see settle. Go to Huntington. It, it just made yeah. natural sense being Charleston, Morgantown, Parkersburg. Yeah. We're always down here recruiting, you know, Marshall um, students sure. to come to work for us. So, you know, to being in Huntington is not really a change for them. Sure. Um, you know, they had questions as well. I mean, they wanted to know what was happening. But it, it provides more opportunity for everybody in the right. firm, I think. Right. Um, and, and a chance to grow and a chance to do different things and a chance to work on different clients um, and be involved in different industries. Same same question about going to now your clients, um, Barry. How did you address this with your clients? And was it a one by one? Was it a mass email? How, how did you do that? And, and same thing. What kind of questions did they have? We just communicated with the clients uh, that this transaction was happening. Uh, we actually had a little description of why it was happening and why I thought we thought it was positive for our people, our clients, and our right, community. Right. And the reaction, to be quite honest with you, was 99.9%. That's great. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest with you, a lot of my clients, when I first uh, discussed it with them, thought I was retiring. Okay. So they were kind of relieved <laughs> that uh, I wasn't retiring, that it was a merger. And so uh, I had we had a couple clients concerned that um, you know, a Charleston firm would have a different culture. Maybe, maybe the alignment wouldn't be quite as good. Bigger isn't always better. Those type uh, concerns, and we, uh, you know, assured them that we'd still be in Huntington, the same people, the same office, the same processes. Uh, we just have a bigger toolkit now that we're part of a larger organization. Well, and, and, and the the people part to me, you know, your clients like the person, the partner that they work with or whatever it might be. And that's probably, that's, that's what matters most. You know, it's like, well, is he or she going to still be there? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm great. That's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's accounting as a professional service industry. It's primarily about the relationship. That's right. So as once the client was fully confident that the relationship would not change, they were fine with it. Sure. Any, any, your clients, again, status quo for them, but any yeah. more communication there, or I mean, I mean, we put out notice to them. We right. probably didn't reach out to them individually. 
some large sure. ones we we may have, yeah. but it's not it, it it wasn't really affecting. I understand them. Did you did you all have clients in Huntington previously? We do have clients in Huntington. Sure. Um, well, I mean that can be an advantage. Hey, now you know right. if if you want to come see us, I've got an office right here on, on Fifth Avenue. Sure. You it, know. it is that way. I mean, I've we have referral sources down here, um, clients down here, so it it does help from that regard. But sure. What about you, technology? Um, how has all that worked? Did, did you use different softwares and IT? And that's, um, we're, we're the three great guys to talk about IT, I'm sure, in this room here. But, uh, but but talk about that process, making everything work together. Yeah, in a perfect world, we would have been all using the same software, and it would have just been a matter of combining it. No, that was not the case. It's not a perfect world. Uh, yeah, we, we actually were using one suite of products they were using a different suite of products uh, they actually reviewed and decided you know which one we would go with and so we're in the process right now of finishing the conversion uh converting our systems over to the same systems because subtle wants to have the same operations in all offices it's of course. much more efficient much more um uh, it just makes more sense that way sure um has it been a smooth transition on technology wise or I think as far as technology is concerned, it, it would be smooth. Uh, it may not feel like it was smooth because there's always hiccups when you have massive uh, data conversions and things like that. Uh, we're, we're in the process uh, still of learning their systems, or I say their subtle systems. Uh, but overall, uh, yes, I think it's been a smooth process because we've got good quality people working on that process. When it, when it comes to like you know marketing and, and how has this how does this help in the grand scheme of things in terms of, of you know, your competitive edge uh, of, you know, when you're discussing and you're trying to acquire new clients? What allow, it gives us a bigger footprint. It gives us uh, a bigger source of resources and people and talent. Um, and, you know, we're all about helping businesses, but mostly West Virginia businesses. Right. We have clients all over, but mostly West Virginia. And so... I don't know that they know a difference that we have a Huntington office from that standpoint. Right. Because they're just looking. Suttle's a great firm. They've provided great service. Or they're looking for a new accountant, and we came up with a a, a good offer. Sure. Um, and so they're doing business with us. But, you know, that work might be being done by somebody in Morgantown, somebody in Parksburg, someone in Huntington, all working on the same job. The client doesn't necessarily know where the staff home office is at right it doesn't matter to the getting the job done so will that kind of happen like people in morgantown will help out with huntington clients and parkersburg and charleston is, is that our, our whole concept is it's one firm right it doesn't matter where where that person may be sitting because they also may just be working remotely from another location sure we have we have employees in virginia someone in, is going to utah to right. work so how many employees do you all have total? There's about 115 employees total. Okay. Including Somerville's now? Yes. Sure. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre owned GMCs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. So you mentioned that you have been through, you've obviously been through a, a merger before. How is this one different or and, and uh, or similar to previous mergers? I mean, I think this one was pretty similar. I mean, I personally merged my firm in 15 years ago. Okay. So I was in a small firm in Charleston, 
uh, we had about eight people, and we decided we needed to uh, we needed a few more resources, and we needed somewhere to, to go. And we looked at a couple other firms, and we decided Subtle was the best fit for our firm at the time. What what lessons from from that one? did you learn uh, that, that helped you out with Parkersburg and Charleston and now, or uh, Morgantown and, and now Huntington? What we learned at a couple places was that it helps to send someone from one of the other offices to the new office. And you're working in Huntington now? I am. You're the Charleston guy that's yes, now? Yeah. I am. Okay. So it's not that we, that we thought anything wasn't right in Huntington or at Somerville and Company, but we wanted to make sure that there was a resource in Huntington that the employees could come to with questions. Um, and that we got we got the culture to match. I mean, I think we thought it matched going into the deal, but we wanted to make sure that it, that it did match and that there was someone here and and so that the the employees in Huntington at from Somerville felt that you know that that the firm in Charleston or the other the 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 firm that merged with them right you know was there for them sure. That's been very important, actually. I'm not offended by that at all. Chris has been a great asset to our office, to Huntington. Uh, he's actually moved to Huntington now, and we're glad to have him. Uh, so he's been very helpful. Uh, you know, even even though I've been in charge for a long time and, and felt like I was running the business, you know, the best I could, we're, we're now part of a, a larger organization, and he's been very helpful in giving me some uh, guidance and consultations on how things work and how to approach certain things. And uh it's, it's been a very beneficial uh, process, and I think that that lesson they learned in the past uh, made sense. Too. Was that, is this the first time in a merger where somebody from another office has come to the new office? Well, we didn't do it when we went to Parkersburg. Okay. And it took a little longer to, to get that office to work the way we worked in Charleston. That's right. And so when we did the Morgantown uh, merger, we sent someone there before we agreed to do the merger. Got it. So we had to find someone. Willing. willing to relocate. That's right. And it was the same with this merger. We wouldn't have approached Barry um, if someone wasn't willing to come to Huntington. Right. Are, are there any any other advice that you would offer, not necessarily for, for accounting firms merging together, but uh, any other advice you would offer um, for a company that, that, again, there are a lot of mergers in, in, in businesses, but any other advice you'd like to offer? One thing I would say is this is this has nothing to do with about saving money by having economies of scale. I mean that that is a a small piece of this, but if you're merging to try to save money on back office staff or processes, even though that's a positive, that's not a reason to merge. Right. A merger should be a win for all organizations involved, the employees, the customers, the clients. It's a much broader um atmosphere that needs to be looked at uh, for a merger. And probably the most important part in my mind is looking for that culture match. You're never going to find someone perfect that does it exactly the way you do, and you're never going to be perfectly attractive to someone else the way you do things. But there has to be a commonality to that culture that will make everyone from the employees to the clients and the customers feel like this is a this is a good move. Sure. Is everybody retained during all, all of this, or were there were there back office people and, and so forth no, that were? No, everyone, everyone was retained. We, it's great. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't we we came into this looking for for more people. 
Got it. So we we don't want to we didn't want to you know downsize anyone. We may have reassigned some roles. Okay. Yes. To free people, you know people. That's fine. You yeah. Know, of course. Somerville maybe had a you know had a partner who was doing some IT work. Well, we have three IT staff, so you know we were freeing his time up from administrative things so that he could take care of clients. Sure. Um, you know the lady who did their um, bookkeeping, the the firm bookkeeping, you know now is, can do client bookkeeping. Right. Yes. And I was managing partners, so I had a lot of administrative duties running the firm. I've been freed up from those responsibilities uh, because we have a you know a core executive team that runs the entire organization, and I've got time freed up to do more client service. Makes sense. Makes sense, which is good, yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's you want to work with your clients, and they want to work with you. Absolutely. Do you all see? Are you eyeing any future mergers uh, if the opportunities are there, or or staying put right now? We're not looking for any currently. We always listen to someone, you know, approaches us and says, "Hey, I need to, you know, I want to sell my firm, or I, you know, I want to merge." Uh, we we look at them, right? Um, you know, we've been approached by the bigger firms as well. We don't want to do that, right? You know, one of our core goals is is to remain independent and to be a you know a West Virginia firm taking care of mostly West Virginia clients. That's right. Um, you know, so the decisions are made around a table in West Virginia. That affect West Virginians, and not in a corporate table in some faraway state. You know, obviously this is new. Um, again, when when did it, when did this get finalized? It was effective August the first. August first. Uh, uh, so it's November. So, so three, three months ago. Yep. Um, how do you measure the success of a merger? And again, you've done this before. How do you go? This is working well. Well, I mean, there there's several things. There's obviously you know a monetary. Um, value to the to how it's working monetarily um can we acquire the talent we need to out of this market can we grow help that firm that was in this market grow their business because now they have more resources and can can work on maybe a larger client that they would have shot away from previously because they didn't have the the staff or the, the expertise in that field to go after that work and so that's what we're looking at to do so can we can we grow this market sure Barry, anything you want to add on that? On well, back to the personnel, uh, and I was this. I was this. This was me 38 years ago. I felt like to have an opportunity, I had to go to a big organization. Okay. So at that time, when I graduated from Marshall, I was looking to go to a big national firm in Charleston. Um, they didn't get the memo. They didn't hire me. Okay. <laughs> so I landed at Somerville and Company. Got it. And best thing that ever happened to me. Sure. So we have been challenged with the accounting students at Marshall. They feel like they need to go to the big firms to have an opportunity for growth, advancement, et cetera. And so this provides an opportunity for a student or a graduate to go to a bigger firm, sure. not a national firm, but a statewide, the largest That's right. locally. Owned Four firm. markets, yeah. 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 But and have those opportunities, but stay in Huntington right. if they so desire. And that's, can you, that's attractive to Can us. you tell that now when you're talking to you know college students and interns that there's a difference on that statewide uh, versus being a Huntington-only company? Yes, I think so. Uh, we've, we actually have a, an employee right now who I think would have probably uh, – she wanted to be in Huntington, but she also wanted to be with a larger firm. Got it. And so it was, it was a good fit. And I think that will – Yes, I think that will play out as we go. Yeah, to be honest, you don't have to go to a large firm to have opportunities. No, you don't. There's opportunities everywhere. There are people but, that that 
they do. They think that you do, yes. and, and that's okay, too. I mean, yeah, it, it is. So yeah. uh, and there's some people that would much rather be much smaller than a Somerville, too, right? I mean, it's, right. It's, there's something for, for everybody there, too. Yeah, and that's just kind of starting to play out because recruiting for talent kind of takes place in September or October. Right. And you're hiring for the next summer. Okay. So you're looking at that's right. college seniors and maybe even as low down as sophomores to take on an internship. Um, so, you know, we really even haven't gotten – the result yet because we just started. That's that. right. Yeah, of course. What percentage of of your all's intern? How many of your interns are now working with you all still to this day? Well, with Somerville, it was quite a few because yeah. that was our primary recruiting tool. I was an intern back in 1985. That's right. how I got my start. Sure. So, uh, uh, one of my partners was an intern. Several of our employees were. So that, that and that's I think subtle recruits primarily yeah. through the internship program. Yeah, I mean we pretty much do. I mean that's your lifeblood. It's it's tough to convince someone from another firm to switch firms. So either they decide they like it where they're at, right, or they don't like public accounting, then they're going to go to industry. It's tough to get them to switch to a different firm after they've been somewhere. Um, so we're trying to hire sophomores really in college sure um, how, how is recruit i mean you know I've, I've done 10 or 12 episodes of this podcast whatever it is and you know finding workers is something that that comes up a lot in in your industry how is that well going it, it, it's tough yeah um the uh there's less kids going to college there's less kids being born in this in this country um Especially in this area. Yeah. I mean, in yeah, this area. Population challenge in this yeah. area. Yeah. Um, less kids are going into accounting because they don't think it pays well enough or it's not sexy enough or whatever the reason. Um, so, you know, the, the, the number of kids, you know, so Marshall and W are both working hard to increase their enrollment in their accounting departments along with the other schools. But sure. Those are our primary um, recruiting markets. Got it. Okay. Um, and Barry, let me let me ask you this too. It's kind of going back to the, the beginning of our, our conversation. You know what what's the difference between a, a merger and acquisition? You know, it, it, sometimes and I think those words do get tossed around um, incorrectly. Like, and I'm, I'm sure people are like, oh, we got acquired. No, no, no. This is, this is a true merger. What's the difference? Yeah, well, it's it's complicated, but kind of a simplified answer is if if I were getting, let's say, I had my own my own firm. And I was the only partner, and I was ready. I was looking to retire in five years. I would probably be acquired, where someone would write me a check and take your book of business, take my book of right. business. I would probably stay on for a few years to transition. I would fade into the sunset, and I'm gone. Right. A merger is really just a a combination of resources, ownership, equity, client bases, uh, staffing, and there's re- there's really not a monetary exchange. There's just a monetary pooling of the equity that the firms have. And so the, the organization continued. Now, Subtle was much larger, so the name... I was going to no, ask. I mean, yeah, was no that... Longer, it's no longer Somerville & Company. It's Subtle & Stoniker. That's, that's okay. We, we basically were folded into Subtle & Stoniker but, uh, and became the Huntington office of Subtle & Stoniker. We, we, it wasn't an acquisition. It was a merger. So a merger is typically just the pooling of resources... And, and 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 employees, et cetera. An acquisition is really one company buys another company, and that company that got acquired either ceases to exist or starts operating very differently than they were before. Sure. Was there any discussion on the name of, of keeping the word Somerville in there at all, or was that from the beginning like, no, this is going to be subtle and Stonecker? 
it was pretty much known from the beginning. Yeah. And we had no hold up, hang up with that. Sure. I mean, even though Somerville had been around a long time, yeah. um, I understand the situation. And Subtle has a tremendous reputation throughout the state. And as we told clients and referral sources that we were doing the merger, we got very positive feedback from individuals who had worked with Subtle and other projects. Right. So we, I have no problem being identified with Subtle and Stomacher. Anything I mean, that's that's pretty much all I had. Anything else that I missed? Anything else you want to add? I'd just say that we're one of my concerns was the commitment to the community, which I alluded to earlier. Um, I've prided myself on being involved in our community, not only from a marketing point of view for our firm, but f- to help the community to right. get back. I believe in that very seriously. I've given a lot of my time to our profession and to our community, and I did not want that to stop. And I'm very confident that that is not going to stop uh, because of the culture matchups and the community service that Subtle does throughout the entire state. Uh, Huntington is still going to be a top priority for Subtle and Stoniker, and uh, I don't think anyone needs to worry about uh, a pullback as far as supporting the community. That's great. That's great. And again, I'll add, I'll add on that too. I think you know Chris making the move from from Charleston Huntington kind of shows that shows that commitment to to Huntington. This yeah. isn't just a all right, now we got Huntington. You're you're all in. I'm all in. I mean, <laughs> I moved to Huntington. I told my wife I wanted to be there. That's right. I mean, I'm down here a lot for Marshall. I bleed green and white. And, you know, I want to be more involved in the community. And the only way to be more involved in the community is to live here. And so, you know, we live on 4th Avenue. And that's our episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington. MosesMeansMore.com, empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Automall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.